Hi, everybody. Hi. It is awesome. Oh, let me start this. It is so amazing to join you today. It is my pleasure and honor to invite you to see our new Connections mascot, Romy Luca Lasky. He is a... We're thinking he might be a chocolate lab slash terrier mix. And he is just the biggest ball of joy you've ever seen in your entire life. We love him so much. Well, today, friends, we're going to be talking about relationship. I'm going to let him go with his mama. Today, we're going to be talking about relationship and God's love for us. And so, just want to say welcome, friends. It's great to welcome you into our Connections Church family. And so... Today, uh, our verses for today are Jeremiah 31.3 and 2 Thessalonians 3.5. But first, I just want to say, has any person you know or could even imagine said on their deathbed something like, I wish I spent more time working? I hope I can get out of this deathbed. Oh gosh, I can get out of this hospice bed so I can make another dollar. That's just not what... what people think about when they're taking their final breaths is money and and work you know what matters is relationship that's how we're built I don't know if you can hear Romy there but he's sad that he's not in the picture anymore but um, relationships and having not loved well enough that is really the greatest regret people may feel towards the end um, but what about a life well-lived through relationship? What does that relationship look like? And um, let's read a little bit of these verses to see the kind of love and relationship the Father wants to be in with us. So Jeremiah 31.3, Jeremiah was known as the weeping prophet. He was a prophet in Israel around the time of the Babylonian exile. And what he said of the Lord, or what the Lord said about himself, really, was, the Lord appeared to us in the past, saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. And the next verse is 2 Thessalonians 3.5. Um, the, the word reads from Paul, May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. So, my friends, the Bible says fear is the beginning of wisdom. But out of fear, next, the next step that we take is really growth into the tenderness and challenges of growing godlier over time. Lucky for us, God's love journeys with us all the way because he formed us before the faintest ion or atom in our bodies was prevailed upon creation. Anyone's atom, anyone's ion, anything in nature, before he created any of that, he had you in mind and he had in mind that he wanted to journey with you throughout your entire life's course. And what was the point of it? What was the purpose of creating you? What was the purpose of creating me and creating any anything is really for relationship. A relationship between two beings or three beings, five beings of of this connection across space and time. 
And I want to point out three things about this purpose, and it's drawing us nearer and nearer to him. One, taking from Jeremiah 31.3, is that he has loved us before we knew one thing about anything. When we were a baby, heck, what we are now. He, he knows that, or not he knows, he loves us um, he loves us before we knew anything about even what love was, about who he is. He loves us before we knew a single thing about life. Next, he draws us to him, to relationship, not by fear or by force, which some think, but by unfailing kindness. That's what we see in Jeremiah, that he joins us and he draws us to him, not by fear or force, but by unfailing kindness. And finally, once we accept him into our hearts, we have the perseverance to carry on into forever, forward with him, into eternal life. So, to point one, the fact that he has loved us before we knew anything about anything, is that he has loved us with an everlasting love. Everlasting. What does that even mean? Well, what a word. What a concept. Everlasting. To last forever. Only a human could think of such a thing. As infinite as everlasting. Because only a God who exists in it, in everlasting, in infinity, could create a human to even think of such a concept as everlasting. And let alone to write it in the Bible and to make it understood. And God has loved us since forever, literally. And he has existed forever. And so it's a rough estimate, but just a thought experiment, go with me here for a second, is how many generations do you think there have been from the first human beings to you? How many, how many generations, even from the time of Jesus Christ, 2,000 years ago in Palestine, how many generations do you think ha had it taken to get to you? Well, research has shown about 56 generations. And people from, you know, around there had shorter lifespans, but as life has gone on, longer lifespans, about 56 generations. And think about the amount of love, the modicum of love, that has been in every relationship between parent and and child for 56 generations. That's quite a bit of love. That's quite a bit of experience. But now think of those 56 great-grandparents until from that time until your day. Think about that love or at least forethought in mind to have you and to be parents to create life with at least the parental love inherent in each parent's that's love has been passed down, think of a billion times back in generations. A billion times back in the thought of God. And a billion times being more purely loving than any parent could be, any human parent could be. Now, that's how much God loves you. That is how much God loves you. And if I, if you can get Romy for me, babe. Um, the amount of love I have for Romy pales in comparison.
pales in comparison for how much God loves you, friend. And he saw you the instant he created you in his mind's eye. And he decided to make you with your very own purpose and your ability to love and be loved. This little guy, oh my God, isn't he cute? This little guy is loved by me more than, well, not more than his mother. I didn't mean that. But more than almost about anything is how much I love this guy. And think of God loving you and all of us about a trillion times more than that. What a good deed that the Father did to create relationships so that we could experience that connection, that tenderness, that kindness from a good, good Father. To think of relationship, he thought of relationship and what it would mean to the human spirit. What it meant to the human spirit to be able to understand, acknowledge, and appreciate that God loves us that much. So, going on to point two, which was that he draws us, not by fear or by force, but truly by unfailing kindness, which is something we don't often think about. Um, he draws us, not by fear or force, but he draws us in a way that is quite extraordinary, um, in a way that never fails. His love never fails to be that bridge and that, that cross that comes between non-existence to us. He is that bridge of kindness. And so, have you seen the movie The Matrix? It's one of my favorites. Um, the special character in that, Neo, the one, um, the Messiah figure, battles an enemy. And some of you may know, know him, Mr. Smith, who says, Mr. Anderson. Well, that was a terrible impression and probably kind of scary. But anyways, um, Mr. Smith tries to force everyone to become himself. And so he makes copies of himself and forces himself into other beings to create other versions of himself. How wrong of him to think that as an ant, he could create the ant farm, recreate the ant farm. He's just a program. But furthermore, he thought he'd have peace by drawing the world into his control just by that sheer force. How far from the mark is God from that, friend? God, God's love is 180 degrees different than that. However, the Bible here speaks the truth about what kind of love that he is. He's not punishing. He's not rule-enforcing. He's not disempowering, even. But he draws us with kindness, empathy, and relationship. And who would really bond through cruelty or punishment? No one I know. So why would a God that created you try and use cruelty and punishment in order to draw you to his will and to what he wants, that just doesn't make sense. But through kindness and compassion, nearly everyone with an open heart would be drawn to that kind of relationship. And Christ's love is the eternal element in the strongest bond that exists between man and God. 
And that is agape love, unconditional love. Finally, friends, the Lord wants to direct our hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance, as it says in 2 Thessalonians 5. John the disciple, this is a totally different scripture, um, writes in his first letter, not in his gospel. Um, for those of you who know the Bible, this comes a little later in the New Testament. For those that don't, John was basically a friend, um, like Tim mentioned and Dr. Talby have mentioned. Basically, f friends of Jesus were also known as apostles or disciples. Um, John, this the gospel writer and the letter writer of First John that comes a little later in the New Testament, um, says that God is love, pure and simple. And what is love but bond in fact and in spirit? To be loved, some have said, is to have another's heart in your heart, another's happiness in your happiness, as your happiness. And that is what Jesus wants, my friend. He wants the love he showed for you before the creation, the foundation of the world, which we see in Revelations. He wants that love that, that he showed for you through dying on a cross to cross the bridge of sin and him to bring you into a fully felt heart in God's heart God's heart and your heart type of love. Because that love, my friends, that kind of love, that saves lives. And I'm not being silly or facetious, that honestly saves lives. It saved my love, my life. Um, when I was 18 years old, I was headed down a destructive path. And his kindness through discipline by telling me, you're not going the right way, my friend. His, his speaking into my heart saved my life. And that's the kind of love that Jesus has. And love isn't just always touchy-feely. People might think of Jesus as this soft savior. But in reality, love can be preventing you from falling into a pit or going down the wrong path. And that's what he did for me, friends. And so that connection and acceptance of Christ's love for you can lead to eternal life, my friends. Have you thought about eternal life? Have you thought about death? It's a taboo word. No one likes to talk about death, sex, religion, politics. But, but death is a very real thing. And eternal life is a very real thing. And when we repent of our own ways of trying to get to heaven through good deeds, through trying to be, and even trying to find heaven in all the wrong places. Jesus is really the only way to true heaven, which is life with the Father forever, which will eventually come back to earth. But um, that true heaven that exists is really through Jesus, who Tim talked about last week as being the way, the truth, and the life, as we see in John fourteen six, the gospel. So, that chance to be eternally his, excuse me, eternally with a God who is the eternally loving, kindness-showing, perseverance-creating parent to your soul, that is the relationship 
that he calls us to. Thank you for joining us, friends. Um, let me see if I can get Romy back out here for a, uh, a crescendoing, uh, what do we call those? Not epiphany, but at the end of a concert, an encore. Let's see if we can get Romy for an encore. Um, but let's pray. God, you are ever-present, ever-good, and ever-needed in our time. I pray for those who may have heard your word today, Lord. I pray if these words of yours have touched their hearts, that they think about making that leap of faith to just say, I want to see what my life could be like with you. I want to have that kind of relationship, that ever-loving, ever-trusting, ever-kind, never-failing love. I want to have that in my life. Maybe I've never experienced that, and heck, I just want to give it a try. I want to see if this, this whole thing is even possible. If this is real or it's all shenanigans, I want to at least give it a try. And I promise you, friends, it is not malarkey. It is not false. His love is true and real. I know it in my heart of hearts. And friends, please watch us. Please, I mean, sorry. Father, please watch over us this week. I pray for everyone who watches this video that you draw them to your ever-loving ever kindness. And Lord, that, that this is a week of peace and joy in the midst of difficulties in Texas, all over the United States with coronavirus. I, I really pray that, um, that people are able to find relationship with you. And finally, um, if your heart was touched by today's message or other messages in our series from Tim or Dr. Talby, um, we, really, we really pray that you reach out to us and even become a, a member of our Young But Fruitful Church by contacting us on our uh, Instagram. Uh, that's what I'm coming to you on here. I'm coming to you here on Facebook. Um, you can connect with us and DM us on Instagram, Facebook page. Please like us. Please follow us. Or you can connect with us on the website, uh, our website, connectionscommunity.church. And stop, and stop by our website to register prayers with us so we can begin praying for you throughout the week. Um, it's been a real pleasure being able to talk with you today. And uh, for our encore, here's our boy, Romy Lukalaski. He says, goodbye, goodbye. Take care, friends. God bless and love you, and we will see you soon. Bye now.